Welcome to Standout, where you're going to hear from some exceptional entrepreneurs. You'll learn what steps they took to get them where they are and what you can do to make your mark. I'm your host, Cheryl Tan, with CherylTanMedia.com. You can find the episodes and the show notes all in one place at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash podcast. Sign up for my weekly newsletter there and get media strategies I only share with readers. How do you motivate your team to do its very best? How do you help them see the vision for your company? How do you know if you're doing a good job? Jeff McManus is our guest today. He is the Director of Landscape Services at the University of Mississippi, and when you listen to our chat, you'll learn things were not all rosy on the Ole Miss campus. The scenery has changed dramatically under his watch, and we'll discuss how to create an environment where everyone is empowered to be a leader, as well as why that is so critical for the success of your organization. Whether you have a company of one or whether you lead many, this is a show that will help you grow. Jeff McManus, thank you so much for joining us for Standout. Is it, It's a pleasure talking with you today. Well, Cheryl, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. I love your background and I love your story. And it really starts out with beauty, in my opinion. That's really the, the start of it all. You are the Director of Landscape Services at the University of Mississippi, otherwise known as Ole Miss. That's right. When did you get there and what was the state of affairs regarding grounds when you arrived well, there? Cheryl, it's great to be here and uh, enjoy what I do. I just, I love growing things. So uh, coming here in 2000, uh, the state of the, the campus was, it was fair to poor, and which to me was really a great fit for me because I knew where we could go. And I was fortunate enough to have worked with uh, Robert Kayat, who was the chancellor at the time, and he wanted to make it what he called five-star. He wanted to be one of the best. And I was excited because I saw the opportunities. You know, it's a lot of lemons, but I saw that we can make a lot of lemonade with it. And so that's how I've got my start here in dealing with uh, a very apathetic and dysfunctional team that had really very little leadership. And uh, I write about that in my new book that's coming out. So it's it was taking something that was really um, not even people not even looked upon as in a high standard, you know, mm. it just sort of looked down upon. And now we've, we've flipped that to now where we have what we call four national championships <laughs> for our award-winning ground. So <laughs> We took them from weeders and developed them into leaders. Oh, that's phenomenal. Phenomenal. And I've been looking at pictures of your campus and, and truly they're beautiful. The grounds are beautiful. And I know that you've worked hard to make that happen. I want you to take me back though to 2000 and you were talking about the apathetic attitude. Um, what were people like? And And when people are talking about leadership, usually it's like from the top down. So somewhere somewhere in all of that, it started from the top down where that feeling of um, the lack of pride was kind of pervasive. I think you see that in any organization. Uh, what it was here was not uncommon mm. across other places I see, but a lot of finger pointing, a lot of excuses and why we don't do things. And when people are like that, they're just trying to protect their jobs. They're just trying, yeah. they're covering, they don't feel empowered. They don't feel protected or secure. And I was, I was seeing that it was, um, it, people were just wanting to get a paycheck. They were wanting to get a pension and there was no passion. And so I brought the passion in of, I love doing this. Mm -hmm. I love 
turning uh, something that sort of needs help into something beautiful mm-hmm. and uh, just creating that beautiful space. But I love growing people. And so that's where uh, we were able to, to find that there were a lot of people here that were like diamonds hidden in the weeds. Mm. And we were able to uncover those. And a lot of those have worked their way up now or, or managers and, and running different departments here on campus who started on the front lines. And so there, the talent was there, but it's all about the leadership and how you develop that and empower people. And you build the respect, you build the, you got to show them that you care. You got to show them that you love them. And it's no different uh, anywhere, whether you own your own business. And here's the, here's what I find about business owners that you have to be careful of. There's really nobody in their lives to, to tell them, Hey boss, your moodiness is really affecting our organization. You walking in and being upset and you kind of expect all of us to accept that, that affects the organization. And Mm -hmm. so we call those blind spots. And you need some people, a mastermind group, you need some people in your life or something that helps you with those blind spots from time to time. And that's whether you're in a big organization like I am or, or starting a business, that is a a huge eye opener for most people. Well, to be an open-minded entrepreneur or boss is so critical. And, uh, you know, we've seen it. It doesn't always happen. Okay. I I need to go back and talk about the diamonds in the rough. So you go in and you see that there's some good stuff happening, even though the grounds themselves are not what you would be proud of. Right. So how, how did you mobilize everyone way in the beginning? Like if you come in and you're the fixer of an organization and you see there are problems, what are some steps that you took way back then, but what you would take now if you were to go in in any sort of group and and make some changes? Well, I came from, uh, I was working at a resort in Miami. And so when I came to Mississippi, uh, I was used to working at a very high-end resort, very prestigious, um, top of the line. Uh, It's Turnberry Isle. So we were, I was used to being around the best of the best. So I started just saying that to our team and I kept saying it, let's be the, I think we can be the best of the best. Let's be the best college campus of anybody. And just kept saying that. Some people would call that painting a vision. And so we just kept saying it. And I got people who began to actually believe it. And so that's when we started, uh, we started entering our property into some contest and we started winning some national recognition. And, and eventually over time, the culture changed. Uh, what I have found though in time is that I have to be proactive in changing that culture. If, if it's not a one and done where you come in and say, okay, these are our core values. This is what we're believing in. And you stick them on the wall and then you never talk about them and you never do anything with them. You really have to embrace it. So we actually have these meetings called leader to leader, where mm-hmm. once a month, we just, we talk about leadership traits. We talk about team traits and it's really made a difference because now I have a culture of leaders who, who are self-empowered to go out and do things. I'm telling you, I have more time now than I've ever have. And we're doing, <laughs> we're doing more right. because pe- people, people feel like they can do more. They, right. they know what to do. The mantra thing that you mentioned is critical. So the first thing is you said, these grounds are going to be beautiful, period. Like they're going to be beautiful and we're going to make it happen. And then you empowered everybody to be a leader. So there's not one, there are perhaps dozens. It's true. 
Everybody leads somebody, right? They right. lead at least one person mm-hmm. themselves. And when you empower them, here was the eye-opening for me. Cause to, to me, this whole thing's a discovery for me. I'm, I'm just sharing people my lessons I'm learning. I asked my team, I said, how many of you think you're leaders? I asked the whole organization. You know, only a few hands went up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my, whose fault is that? You know, that's my fault because I'm not telling the message. I'm not empowering them. I don't have them thinking like leaders. So at that point, I said, Jeff's got to change. And then, and I did. And I made a real conscious effort. We do some silly things like uh, bring in speakers at least once a year to help us uh, get to that, to jump those hurdles. Those speakers can motivate us and change and, and help turn that thought pattern in the right direction. I know a lot of corporations do that. You right. don't see that typically in in where I am and what we're doing, but it's I'm telling you it really does help. Right. You've had some major awards. You've talked about that, but talk about that what that did to your team, your leadership team if you will, once they were getting the accolades that, you know, they put in all that hard work and it was finally coming. What I found awards really do for us is to use it for leverage because use it to remind them of who they are. Most teams in the blue collar world don't really process what that means. So it's my job as the leader is to constantly put that in front of them that you are the best of the best. Look, you have won a national award. So I'm going to tell you something mm-hmm. crazy. I did. We did this big surprise lunch for them in our. We have a truck shed here uh, on the campus, and then in the in the truck shed, I secretly hid these rolls that were banners, just like when you go to a coliseum and you see all these national championships. Oh, right, right. So I put these banners in there of national championships for us, for our awards. So at the end of the thing, I, awesome. we pulled a little rope and the little things t- tasseled down and it was just <laughs> really neat. And so they're there that today. Those banners are there to remind them of their importance. So I want a guy to stand up a little straighter and, and the women to come in and to know, you know, we are some of the best. We want that brand to be strong uh, for what they do. So we leverage that to remind them of, of you are one of the, the few folks who can do this type of work. Right. You want, to pe- you want people to feel important, to feel special, that this is something that ownership, right? When they take ownership in it, man, then you've got a great employee who loves what they do. It's, it's empowering. It's completely it very, yes. empowering. You're right, Cheryl. Jeff, let's talk about the leader. So it, it does. It starts at the top. But what happens if you have a leader who isn't as enlightened, as you would say, not as self-aware that this uh, empowerment, this conversation needs to happen with the entire team. What I found is, is you're going to end up spending time with your team in a positive way or a negative way. Mm-hmm. You're going to either be fixing problems or you can be proactively cultivating greatness in them. And so I, mm-hmm. I decided to go ahead and cultivate the greatness in the beginning. And I, I have so much more time. So I, I, lead, I used to be that person you described. I'm a very introvert person and I'm always, I used to go, I wish those people would quit being, you know, rumors and drama and all that stuff. And, and I kept looking at they were the problem and I realized I needed to be proactive. So it comes back internally back to the leader. Um, one of the things I often do is invite other leaders to join us in, in some of our classes. Um, I'm periodically doing things to invite th- other leaders to try to, 
help others grow in their development. It's all about personal growth. It's all right. about what you want to do. What is Cheryl doing to get herself better? Right. Um, I find that people who are in personal growth are the people that I want to be around because they're growing. They're leaders. <laughs> this yeah. whole growth theme is pretty good, actually. The whole building <laughs> and the growth. Yeah. I think it's interesting, too, that you're taking your personal experience. I thought you were a leader from the time you were in diapers, but no, <laughs> you're telling me <laughs> that this is an evolution for you as well, that you um, have been able to see some results with um, the the positive behavior that you are exhibiting. Yes. And I'll show you, I'll share, can I share a failure real quick? I would love see? to hear a failure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because that's where leadership, leadership, you got to realize you're the one who's stumping your toe the most often and you got, and you got to grow. But I was at a, my pro at a property in Orlando and I had just, uh, the, the crew, I was in charge. I was the project manager. I was a whopping 24 years old and I was in charge. And these guys were, you know, they were so much older. They were like 30 something, you know, and they were just doing this huge flower bed. And at the end, they came and asked me, they said, Jeff, come look at our flower bed and tell us what you think. So I walked in there and uh, walked out and looked at it. And I go, wow, guys, that's really good. But uh, a couple of those flowers right over there are not really straight. And, and Rick, who was my foreman, he just looked at me and he said, I quit. And he, he dropped everything in his hands and he turned around and he left. Now, here I am, 24 years old. Right. Rick is the like the guy in the whole company. I mean, we ran Bush Gardens. We ran Grand Cypress Resort. Bush, he's one of the top guys and he leaves on my watch. And so I'm, I'm a little embarrassed and I don't know what to do. Right. Thankfully, a few days later, Rick cooled off and he comes back and, and we work things out. But Rick tells me, he goes, Jeff, your words matter. You're the boss. And what you say to us matters when you say those little cutting remarks. Right. And I, apparently that was not my first time to do it because I, it was the, you know, it was something that really triggered Rick. So I realized if I'm going to say something like that, because in my mind, I'm sitting, I don't want to, I don't want these guys to get too big headed here. Right. But really what I was doing, I was, I was breaking their spirit. And so I had to learn how, if I did have a criticism, maybe to do it one-on-one -on -one mm. and talk about it versus the whole team. So mm. yeah, you learn from experience mm. or I do. Yeah. That was a great story and, and a great one to share because uh, you learn so much. And so were you to do that again? You would, you baby, take them aside. But in the beginning, you'd say how beautiful it looked and yeah. what a great job they did. Absolutely. Um, entrepreneurs who are listening to this are trying to grow as well. So what would you suggest for them who, who, who realize that something's not working? They, they don't know what exactly. Maybe it's them. Maybe it's the team. Maybe it's a combination. What would you suggest using your experience to help them kind of uh, go the next step and try and create some positive change in their companies. Well, I'm, I, I can relate to this because you're going to, you're going to realize the more you take on and you take that step, you're going to need other people around you. You mm -hmm. still can't, even when you're out there by yourself, you're going to have to hire the, the VAs. You're going to have to hire people in your life to help you do, because you can't do it all. Mm -hmm. And if you try to do Superman, Superwoman, 
you're going to burn out and you're going to get tired. You're going to get frustrated. So number one is, is don't be afraid to get those around you and help you. But two, always be a learner. Always be growing. Always be cultivating relationships, cultivating uh, in your car. We just did this yesterday uh, with our teams. One of those times where you can grow the most is in your car. You've got that time. You can listen to podcasts. You can listen to books. You can, there's so much good out there and learn. I've, I've learned a lot just in my truck driving it back and forth. You know, Makes uh, your commute a little bit better, right? <laughs> it really does. And, and remember, failure is just, it's just temporary. It's just part of the process. There's always the fear. We want to get it right. We want to get it right. Well, you're going to have to go through a uh, as Edison, you're going to have to go through a lot of light bulbs to try to figure out which one finally works. And, you know, it took him 10,000 tries to finally get the light bulb, mm-hmm. but he had to go through all those in order to get to the one. And we, I find that a lot of times entrepreneurs just get really, we get depressed or sad. And I say we, because I'm doing a lot more speaking and I'm doing things on my own and, and as well. And, and you can, you can get frustrated uh, with it very quickly. So you have to push through the fears. I, we say run to the roar is just push through it and, and, and walk through it step by step. Good job. Good job. You mentioned the speaking. So how can people learn more about what it is you're doing or more in your book? How can people get in touch with you and learn more about you? Well, thank you. You're very kind. I'm at jeffmcmanusspeaking.com. And I'd love to to connect with anyone there who's who wants to uh, connect. And, and I I love talking about leadership, developing others, growing others. You know, uh, anything about teamwork. That's what I'm developing and doing. So I do uh, keynotes. I do breakouts. Um, have a lot of fun with that. I mean, it's funny how everything I talk about has nothing really to do with the green industry. It has to do with any industry. So I'm, I'm speaking in nutrition world. I'm, I'm speaking in the um, frontline industry and in some places like Caterpillar and things like that. So it's been a lot of fun. So you may have a green thumb, but it's not a prerequisite, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> you want to turn your brown thumbs into green thumbs. Oh, I think so. I'm hopeless. I don't know if you could. <laughs> I know you're good, but I don't know. <laughs> we like to talk about habits here on the show. And when you're talking about discipline, and it can be related to the actual greenery on your campus, but but what kinds of habits do you do, do you do regularly to ensure success on your journey? For me, I have two things that I'm trying to do is one is early in the morning. I have a certain things that I, a routine I like to go through reading and then uh, meditation and writing. And then in the, in the evening when I get home, I, I'm really at nine o'clock for me, it's time for me to just between nine and 10 is to do reflection, try to mm-hmm. do some type of reflection. And then I read out loud. That's a time where I'm, I'm working on my voice oh, for my speaking. So I do that. And it also allows me to um, read great books as well. So I'm, I'm doing that as well. But a few, those are just a few of the things, but I always in the truck, always in the truck, I'm listening to, to something. So that's just a habit of growth. What I found is, is that plants grow best when they're in an environment where they can grow. And so our ideas, my ideas grow best when I'm, when I'm cultivating them, when I'm keeping them rich and moist. If I stay so busy, all the time, just working a list. It's really hard to cultivate new ideas. So I, I have to have those beginning and end times in the day to try to do some of that, that cultivating. 
Love a little bit of downtime to let right. all of that grow. Love right. the growth metaphors. Absolutely <laughs> love them. Jeff, thank you so much for your time. Before we say goodbye and thank you, my last question is what makes you a standout? Wow, that's a great one. And I want to I want to just say thank you for having me on your show. But um, I think what makes me a standout is the fact that I'm willing to go the next step with anybody on our team to take them to the next level. Mm -hmm. And so it's just not a job. It's just not a, a paycheck and it's just not a pension, but it's to, to find their passion. And so I really, I tell people all when they're here, if you don't love this, if you don't love doing what we do, you're in the wrong place. Find something you love. And so I want people with passion to plant with me mm -hmm. the seeds of greatness. Right. And so I think that's what makes me a standout uh, leader here on campus. And if they say yes, then you help them grow as well. Ab absolutely. I mean, the, the biggest compliment we can have is when a guy comes in or a girl comes in and says, hey, I'm getting ready to take another job, making more money and doing this. And it's like, yes, good for you. As long as you like that and that's your passion, we want you to grow. Mm -hmm. We always want you to keep going and doing better for yourself. So mm -hmm. we don't want you standing here and being stagnant. Right. And, you know, one thing we know, when you go to the garden, if that vegetable is connected to the plant, it's growing. But as soon as it detaches and hits the ground, it starts to rot. Right. And so if you're attached to a group of people and you're growing and you're getting that personal growth, you're going to do great things. You're going to go on. And so don't be that person who detaches in the entrepreneur world or wherever and just says, you know what, I'm, I can do it all myself. Mm -hmm. And so we, we really get our folks to think about where do they want to go? What do they want to be? And, and th this may be it. They may stay here forever. That's great. But if not, where are you going? We want you to go. We want you to find your passion. Love it. Congratulations on your success. And thanks so much for joining me today. Jeff McManus, appreciate your time. Thank you, Cheryl. Enjoyed it. You have a great one. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Standout. Want to connect with Jeff and take a peek at this episode's show notes? You can find what you're looking for at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 20. It has been an honor to connect with so many forward-thinking entrepreneurs. The best way to get their stories in front of more people is to subscribe to and review the show on iTunes. Thank you in advance for your support. If you'd like to be reminded when new standout episodes come out, you can sign up for my newsletter at CherylTanMedia.com. Until next time, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Cheryl Tan.